you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 23. And today we're talking about how to align your marketing with joy. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business. Your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Well, good morning or good afternoon. Depends when you're listening to me, I guess. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm super happy to be hanging out with you here today because today we're talking about aligning your marketing with joy, which for a lot of people or for many people, that's an oxymoron. But I'm going to be chatting with my guest expert around how to align these two things. So today I'm welcoming Shannon Hernandez into the Thought Leaders Business Lab and Shannon teaches entrepreneurs to build their brand by sharing their content in a way that is unique to them. So she talks about aligning with your content personality. So Shannon created the Content Personality Wheel, which is an online assessment that allows people to really tap into their unique style, their marketing abilities, and using those strengths in a way that best suits them to make sure that we get people listening to us and doing business with us. So let's dive in, and I'd like to welcome Shannon into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Good morning, Shannon. Welcome to the Thought Ladies Business Lab. It's so great to have you joining me here today. Yay, I'm so excited. You're always so excited. You are the biggest bundle of energy and I'm so looking forward to recording this episode with you today. And I know that you love rabbit holes as much as I do and we could end up anywhere, which makes this super exciting. Yeah, rabbit holes are good and talking marketing is even better. (laughs) Absolutely. And when we have two marketers talking together about marketing for thought leaders, we know that it's going to be good. Before we get going, why don't you explain to us a little bit about what you do and the kinds of people that you work with? Sure. I am a marketing consultant. I help people get completely aligned with their content personality, which we're going to talk about, and completely aligned with their joy. And then we build their offers and we market from that space. And I really, really believe when you're aligned and your values and your joy and your business and you are putting out marketing that feels good, you are fail-proof and only good things come your way. Absolutely. And totally, totally resonate with that message when people are aligned with their values and what many people think that when their business does well, they'll be happy. Where in actual Mm -hmm. fact, we both know that when we can get that joy and that happiness and the, the alignment of values first, then everything flows and the business happens. Yeah, and I think it's a really important piece here to be really real. And when you have a rough couple months, which I've had for many reasons, not even business reasons, 
it does impact your business. So you've got to find that place of joy first so that you can market and be the best you can be so you can have the impact that you really want to have. Absolutely. And I love it that you even said that it doesn't necessarily need to be about your business because our business is only just one little part of our lives and all of us are human beings with all of these things happening and it can be something completely irrelevant to the business that just knocks us off course a little bit. So it's really great to have everything in alignment as much as possible and know that little things can trip us up at different times and have the resources to be able to deal with them. That's a really good point. Really good point. Well, thank you. All right. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's, let's dive into this topic, content personality. What is content personality? Tell me about the story of it and, and how it came to be for you in the way that you talk about it. So for many years, I took many phone calls as a copywriter. So as a copy and content writer prior to being a marketing consultant. And I even helped people write their memoirs because I'm a memoir writer myself. So people would call me and they would tell me a whole bunch of things that would really break my heart. Like my coach is forcing me to do video and I don't like how I look on the screen or you know, podcasting is all the rage. And someone told me I have to podcast if I'm going to make it and I don't like my voice or, you know, I need to write a book. And I think that this is a really important part as coaches that to not get so caught up in what the next best thing is. Like we, we all know that video is great. We all know that podcasting is great. We all know that writing a book is great, but is it great for you? And this is something that I really believe in as well and something that I talk about with my clients. How is it that you can best show up? This is a conversation I had with you before we came on the podcast. Yeah. How is it that you can best show up? And it is not. We're, we're all unique beings and the way that we all show up in our best way is different to the person standing next to us. So I love that wow. you listened two people and and now you've come up so by listening you've come up with your own methodology to help people through that and I just want to say something I think it's a great place and you and I are on opposite sides of the world so we don't get to talk as much as we'd probably like to but I think you would agree and I think you've even talked about this and you and I shared the sentiment like if you are looking at Facebook at all the sponsored posts and you are reading everything that comes through your feed you're going to be hella confused and come out of alignment and spin your wheels. And it can happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I know marketing and I know my strategy and I know my content personality. And I swear to you, Samantha, I have got to get out of that Facebook feed with all those sponsored posts because it spins me out of control. Absolutely. Because it's <laughs> at those times when we're questioning things that something little can just move our needle a little bit off course. And before we know it, we're, we're spinning in a way that we don't want to be spinning. And, and just on that, before we move on, and I know that you and I have talked about this before, is to be very careful as we're looking at all those sponsored posts and what's coming up in Facebook, because that's not actually reality. That's an algorithm that's being created in front of you. And if you want to see someone else's reality, look at their Facebook newsfeed and it's completely different. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So how is the, the content personality wheel helping people around the, uh, around the world with their marketing? So the content personality wheel is a wheel, as you would imagine, and it has five pieces. Each piece represents a certain type of personality. And the content personality wheel assumes that you're going to go take the quiz, which takes about five minutes, and you are not broken. You don't need fixed. There is nothing wrong with you. You're going to take a quiz that tells you what your natural strengths are, and it's going to pop you back 
some scores. And so you're going to score, and I teach people to work in their top two content personalities. So we learn how to blend those. But anyway, we, you know, there's five different types of content personality. There's video, audio, visual, written, and live in person. Zoom has made live in person so easy for those of us who score live in person. You know, I speak, I teach, I do all kinds of stuff on Zoom and I get on stage. So anyway, you're going to get your results and they're your natural way that you like to produce and consume content. And it blends the scores together and gives you a nice little score that tells you where you will naturally show up in the world in your marketing that's going to be easy and probably right? If it's easy, it's joyful. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to like force ourselves to go do something we don't want to do. Yeah. It's like when we were back at school and, and the subjects that we enjoyed to do were generally the ones that came easier. They were the ones that we did well at. And the ones that we, for me, it was maths, uh, you know, something that doesn't come that naturally is generally the one that we hate. So exactly, we had to do it at school. Let's stop that. <laughs> Yeah, for real. (laughs) So the content personality is helping people around the globe understand people get one of two results. I just got an email or Facebook message this week and she said, oh my God, I took your quiz and I didn't learn anything new about myself. And what I learned is that I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. Thank you for your quiz. She's like, I'd like to understand it a little better you know, and I can have that conversation with her, but it was validation. So Mm -hmm. I usually get either a validation or, oh my God, this makes so much sense. I've always wanted to do whatever their score is. And Mm -hmm. I've been forcing myself to do something else. And thank you for giving me permission to not do that shit anymore. Yeah. I love that. Even though we can give ourselves permission to do what it is that we love, when we're questioning and listening to people that do know what they're talking about, we can actually, you know, it's helpful to get that external validation every now and again. And I think a really important part, so the wheel's been around for about two and a half, three years now, and I've, I've certified people in the work and it's really fun because we get to come together and kind of see what's happening in different people's businesses with the wheel. But what we've discovered is that people can really take this two to three times a year, Mm -hmm. maybe even quarterly. And we change, right? We change. If you get more comfortable with video, you're probably going to eventually score higher on video. So it's been really fun to kind of see people. And I have some people that take it every month. I think that's a little excessive. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to change that quickly, is it? (laughs) No. And I think those are the people wishing it would be something different instead of just like beat (laughs) with what it is. But it's, it's been fun to see some people stay completely consistent. They're so rooted in who they are and they know they're crystal clear. And then some people, you know, maybe they go take a video course with someone and they come back and they're taking it and they they pop back in my messenger and like, hey, I retook the quiz. Video's now number two. I'm going to start doing Facebook Lives. So it's been fun to kind of see the transformation in people. Um, So I always recommend people, you know, take the quiz a couple times a year to just check in. It's a tool. It is not this thing that it's like the end all be all <laughs> and never going to change because we change as people. Absolutely. Now I've got a question here that's just come up and I thought, I know that you love to go down rabbit holes. So let me ask it. Have you ever come across someone that say it, it comes up in the quiz that they're really good on video and this person really doesn't like doing video, 
because they're not confident because they haven't done it enough. Because none of us are really great at something the first few times we do it and we need to practice it. So how can we differentiate between I'm not as good at this as someone else and I don't like this because I'm afraid of doing it because I'm not that good yet. Yeah, it makes total sense. And what I want to say about that, I'm really glad you asked this question, is just in that one slice of the wheel, the video slice, there are 32, I've identified 32 types of video you can produce for your content and only one of them involves your face. We call that a face video. So my question to people always is, okay, how do you feel about video? I don't like how I look. I don't want to be on camera. Okay, great. We now have 31 other ways that we can do video for your brand. And they're blown away because all they've ever thought about was like the talking head or face video. So it's been really fun to really help people see all the types of content within the personalities. I think being an entrepreneur means you're open to new ideas. It doesn't mean you need to be forced out of alignment. I don't think you have to Like if you're going to absolutely cry, which is real, I'm not Mm -hmm. making fun of that. If you're going to like have a breakdown because you scored video, please don't do video. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Like I, it's not going to be good for your marketing. You're going to like have this strained kind of energy. And as you know, the energy you put out of marketing is the energy you get back. (laughs) So there are so many ways over the entire wheel with all five categories, there's 171 ways to create content and marketing for your brand. I know we can find one or two that works really well and feels good. That is huge. <laughs> that is huge. And so for anyone listening right now, we all, let's face it, everyone knows that they need to create content. Um, and I've just run workshops for the last two days where, you know, the, a lot of the feedback I, I get at the beginning is I know I should be doing it, but I'm not. And it's normally because they don't have a framework. So, you know, they don't know where to start. But once people have a framework, it's like, okay, well, now I've got a starting point. Now I know what needs to happen. Uh, it's much more likely to happen. Yeah, it's framework and you'd probably agree with this. It's topic. That's the thought leadership piece that you and I help people with so much is you're already an expert at what you do. Like Mm -hmm. we know this, we don't need another course. We don't need, none of us do, honestly. Like we don't, we take them because we like to learn. And you know, I don't know LinkedIn very well. Like I'm looking at maybe taking a LinkedIn course when I'm ready to do it, but you're already an expert at what you do. And if we can help you with that confidence and showing up in the content and brainstorming the topics, you're going to become unstoppable. Absolutely. And that is one of the frameworks I was talking about was actually not just what platform are we using, but how to come up with the topics. Because I know with my clients and I know with your clients, it's going to be exactly the same. Once you extract that expertise, put it into a framework, man, you were exactly right. People are unstoppable because they're like, oh, I could talk about this topic for, you know, six days underwater with marbles in my mouth and not come up for a breath. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, and once you have so many topics, then you have the other problem is like, how do you streamline yeah. and have a strategy? Yes. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We can help you. Samantha and I can help you on either end of the spectrum. That's Absolutely. our, that's our Absolutely. expertise. <laughs> so I love this, that you're helping people show up in their genius zone because energetically, and I did want to touch on this. I know you've said it, but I want to really just drive this home for people listening is that when you are in alignment 
of who it is that you are as a person and you can share your expertise when you are in alignment it comes across you are able to build that know like and trust factor so quickly easily and effortlessly rather than talking about a topic topic that you know but it's not quite in alignment there's this energetic block there and and you're not getting that no like and trust factor you know as much as what you could be in a, in a different area and i just want to expand on that for a minute so my top 3 are live in person video and writing mm-hmm. and they're very close and i really only tell people to pick two but i figure since i'm the creator of the thing i can do that oh you can do whatever you want <laughs> make your own rules <laughs> But here's the thing, like, this is a real story. I don't know. I know you've been teaching classes and going around um, Australia, but I really launched my own little Facebook Live strategy the past week. And it was because I realized, okay, writing is so easy. I can open a computer, write a newsletter, write a blog, done, done and done, right? Video, not much harder, except I need to look good. Like, I need to look halfway presentable. I don't wear makeup a lot. Uh, my hair is usually pulled back, but I'd like to look at least like I didn't roll out of bed. So that's a little <laughs> So for a few months, Samantha, uh, really six months, I stuck to writing. And guess what happened? My sales went down, engagement went down, and it was still good. Like people were still responding, but not when I show up in my top, which is video and live. Mm. And so it was even a lesson for me as the creator of like, hello, Shannon, take your own damn advice. Like, let's get back on it. Got to do your hair a few days a week. So be it. Throw a little lip gloss on. (laughs) 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 But I've been doing these Facebook lives and people, I, I mean, they have hundreds of views and comments and people are asking questions and It's just how I naturally show up. And so it was a lesson even for me to, you know, get back to what works, Mm. (laughs) get back to where you naturally show up for that no like, and trust factor. Absolutely. So that's a really important point is that as thought leaders, we are evolving all the time. Well, as, as a human being, you know, who we are in a week is not the person that we were a week ago. So even though you have, you're, you're the creator of this, you know, content personality wheel that just by trialing it and having that test and measure, and I'm not even going to call it failure, you know, that learning that actually gives you more insight to help your clients more. So I actually think that it's a really worthwhile thing for every entrepreneur and thought leader to do is to work through their own methodologies and to work through things in different ways because the more learnings that they do get, the more they will be able to relate to their clients and help them through their challenges. Love it. So the uh, joyful marketing, you know, with the first time that you and I spoke, I absolutely loved the conversation that we had and being the people that we are, I remember we got very excitable and <laughs> we were on the phone for a very long time. Can you, can you tell us a little bit and share what joyful marketing means to you and why it's so important for the people that are listening to, to really understand this and embrace it? Yeah. And I just have to say, with your accent, when you said joyful marketing, my whole face just lit up. I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I call that a content orgasm. <laughs> joyful marketing. Joyful marketing. Well, it's such an oxymoron to most people. It That's is. why I put the two words together with a hashtag, yeah. joyful marketing, because yeah. people are like, what the hell is it? I don't have that. I want that. Or They actually, some of them ran far away because it was so unattainable. It was fascinating when I started using joyful marketing. 
the, yeah, um, because most people, when they think of marketing, the first little image that comes up is a sleazy car salesman with the cigar and the, <laughs> but yeah. that's not marketing at all. That's pushy sales. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. And as I say, it's icky, slimy and scaly. And we don't do that shit. No, no, we don't. We do not do that. So any car salesman that are listening, actually there wouldn't be because I do not attract those people. <laughs> no, they're not listening to us. No. Um, okay. Let's talk about joyful marketing. It's so fun. So I teach a process. It's a three day intensive called Joy Money Matrix plus Marketing Alignment. And it's a tool, uh, Joy Money Matrix um, is a tool that was created by Lauren Fritch. And it actually is a huge matrix. You make stickies for every area of your life. And we order them in the, in, on the matrix of what brings us joy, what makes us money, what could potentially make us money if we aligned our joy with our money and what is costing us money. And we look at marketing activities. We look at um, activities to delegate, you know, that you're still doing that we need to get rid of because they're not bringing us joy. We look at relationships and chores and hobbies and self-care. I mean, you name it, we take an inventory of your entire life and your business and we lay it out on a poster board that mm -hmm. is a matrix. It is powerful work. But what happens at the end of the second day is we've cleared the board of everything you're going to delegate, everything you're going to eliminate, and we can focus on the upper right-hand corner, which is the most joy and the most revenue that you can imagine by having fun. And then we build offers from that place and we build a marketing strategy. It is so fun. I would love for you to go through this. I really want oh, to teach, look, we, teach this. <laughs> I've spoken to you about this. I've spoken to Lauren about this. I think it is the best thing since sliced bread because yeah. our business should be an extension of who we are. We've got a whole life. We've got all of these things, our relationships, you know, our, um, our health and you know, what it is that we love to do. For me, it's travel. I know that when I'm traveling and, and doing business at the same time, that it's better when I'm, than when I'm sitting in my home. But for some yeah. people, they go into business because they've got little children at home and it's, they actually want the opposite. They may have been in a corporate job. They don't want to travel anymore and now they want to be home. And it is so, so important to make sure that, we're in, that we know what we want so that we can you know, live out just live our best life as well. It's so true. And you know, the first time I went through this before I was a, a licensed facilitator, I remember I was in Chicago. I was going through it with a lady, a mentor of mine named Beth Grant. And I saw my matrix and I saw travel. I saw retreats, which I had not started yet. And I knew that if I could travel and hold retreats, I would be so happy. And that, um, it took about a, a nine months for me to you know, get some stuff restructured. But I started offering re high-end retreats in Costa Rica. My second one is coming up in, in January. And a local retreat in the States. Um, so two a year. And wouldn't you know, I sold them out. They're highly profitable. People leave on fire for their life and their brand and their business. They leave transformed. And that's the power of seeing everything in a visual format but also being able to have someone take you through the process and say, listen, Samantha, if you want to travel 
why don't we build retreats into your business and make sure they're profitable for you? It's like a no brainer, right? So that's joyful marketing. And I really believe that if you can live your life rooted in joy, which we all strive to do, it's not mm -hmm. always joyful. I mean, shit happens. Let's mm -hmm. be real. But if you can wake up every day and say, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And this is what makes me happy. And this is the marketing I'm going to do to reach the people so I can work with more people. You become unstoppable. It's yeah. just, it's the nature of, of the universe. <laughs> Absolutely. And then it's your turn to put a smile on my face. Because when I think about people being, doing what it is that, that makes, fills them with joy and they are unstoppable. Like imagine if all of us were in that zone, not how many people would we be serving and what would be happening on the planet? Like this is big yeah. stuff. This is ripples. And yep. we can sit here and think, oh, I'm too scared to do my little thing. But really when we tap into this, how many people are you not serving by being selfish enough to be held back by your own fear instead of getting out there and serving the people? Like really, let's yep. just call it as it is. And, and I hope that, that there's, you know, at least one person that hears that and goes, you know what? It is time to stop. It is time to serve. It is time to get out there and do what I was meant to do and use my God-given gift for good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was an early rant for me. It's so early here. <laughs> oh, wow. I, lo I love this. I love just, you know, being on that joy matrix. So how do you help people to position themselves once they know that, once they know what they're what it is that makes them then filled with joy. How do you help them to position themselves as thought leaders with the content that they're producing? And, and you know, why is it important to know what the, what the strategy is and how to actually implement that? So um, part of the Joy Money Matrix 3-Day that I was explaining a little bit ago is we spend a whole segment of that intensive looking at your thought leader vision, mission, and purpose. And, you know, there's a lot of people that teach vision, mission, and purpose, and it just sucks. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it just, like, is lackluster, like, go let, write this same. That is not the purpose of finding your vision, mission, and purpose. Maybe just a little bit old school and a little bit corporate. <laughs> that, that's it. it. It was corporate, right? So it doesn't fit those of us. So we really look at vision, mission, and purpose in terms of, your vision is, well, your purpose is why you get out of bed every single day. And this has nothing to do in my case or your case with marketing. It doesn't. It's a, it's a universal truth and a universal belief that we believe. Okay. And then once we have that and we work through that, we workshop that, which is a lot of fun. Once we have that, we go on to your mission and your mission is your three year. Oh shit goal <laughs> for your business. Like <laughs> Three years from now, what do I want to have accomplished? And guess what? If you don't feel a little like, oh shit, and scared about it, it's not big enough. Mm -hmm. Like it's totally meant agree. to be a little scary and we've got to work, do some work to attain it. All right. And then the other one is like a 10 to 20 year your plan, like goal, not a plan, but a 10 to 20 year goal. And so we look at companies and anyway, I'm not going to get all technical, but the point is, is it's a fascinating exercise. And once people come out of there and they know why they get up, 
what their three-year goal is and the 10 to 20-year like vision for their company, it's so easy to then look at their offers and say, oh my God, I'm offering this workshop and it doesn't fit. I'm offering this thing and it doesn't fit. And this ain't going to get me to my goal. Like I need to revise this. So we're able to like synthesize all the information and then position them as a thought leader with these statements in their content. And I really talk about thought leadership in terms of what are you willing to carry the torch for? Yes. What are you willing to go out into the world and shout from the rooftops because you believe it with your whole being? What are you willing to do? Mm. What are you willing to say? And once we find that in people, which goes with their values, right? And the joy, that's why this all fits so, so yeah. wonderfully together. Once we find that, it's over. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what your content is. You know what your offers are. We make sure you're priced for profit. That's a really big thing for me. Um, I do not like seeing so many business owners undervaluing and underselling their services. I, it's very sad. Mm -hmm. um, so I really help people be priced for profit. But that's really how I help people position themselves as thought leader. And once they have that core, then they can develop the content that supports the mission and the mm -hmm. vision. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that thought leadership piece really comes into its own when we can't we don't just yell it from the rooftops, but the further we dive into it, we're coming up with our own unique perspectives. We're putting our own unique spin on things and coming up with our own unique methodologies and ways of doing things that are just a little bit different because yep. we all know that there's nothing, you know, brand new on the planet. There isn't but no one else has unique experiences and take on things. And that's the little piece that needs to happen once we know what that thing is. Yeah, because that little thing is what's going to set you apart and make so much sense to your right people. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's people, I'm not going to lie, someone a couple months ago took the quiz, the content personality quiz, and then she sent me this snarky email and she's like, this quiz is it's nothing new. I already knew this information. Unsubscribe me from your list. And I was like, wow, she really doesn't understand one relationship building. <laughs> <laughs> Two, like this is just a projection of her own shit. I deleted it. I didn't answer nothing. I was like, whatever. There's an unsubscribe button. If you can't figure out where that is, that's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like, and the scary thing about being a thought leader whether you resonate with that word or not, you want to be, you know, I sometimes talk about it in terms of the confident expert, whatever, is that you're going to get people that do that stuff. You are, you're just, I call them haters. My husband says you haven't arrived until you have a crew of haters, which oh, I really believe. 100%, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but if you're saying things that like upset people, not because you're trying to, but just because they don't agree with you, you're also attracting people with that same message. So until you have that attraction and repulsion, you've got to dig deeper. Like we need a stronger message from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about building out that content plan. Just, I'd love you to give us a few tips about where, where we could start and some of the things that we should consider. So I teach people to build a 90 day marketing strategy and the reason I like 90 days is because you get to market four different things if you want in the year, mm -hmm. right? So it's based on a quarter. And for me, that's important in a lot of my people because, you know, I've got a retreat and I've got a, the content strategy academy and I've got 
uh, Joy Money Matrix. So that's three offers right there. Um, people don't want to get bored, but here's the problem. And I, I fell into this so much until I understood it and could teach it and apply it first to my own business. We don't give people long enough to get on board with what we're doing. Yes. And people will, okay, if I'm talking about Costa Rica retreat for two weeks, let's say, they haven't even had time to read the emails, check their calendars, figure out childcare. But in our minds, we're like, oh my God, I talked about it for two weeks. It's not working. I need something different. And then they jump to a new thing. Nobody's even had time to get on board with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I started teaching like the quarterly or the 90 day marketing strategy. We pick an offer. We think about your thought leadership in terms of that offer. We work backwards and we plan out what it is you're going to be doing over the 90 days, what you're selling, you know, your con- are you in your content personality? Are you aligned? And it really does matter that we give people time to figure out what the hell we're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and I say this because for years I didn't do that. I was just jumping from one thing to the next. I'm like, Oh, well, that's not working. They didn't even have time to like figure it out. Yeah. And maybe even put a plan in place that they need to do their own launch to pay for your program or whatever it is. We definitely, definitely need to be talking about our offer for a much longer time. Also, there's a lot of noise out there. People aren't just sitting there listening to just us. Love to think they are, but they're not. (laughs) We're not that important. (laughs) Although if you're listening, of course, just listen to Shannon and I, that's fine. (laughs) You'll be in good hands. You can turn everyone else off. Absolutely. (laughs) But you know what? I've been thinking about this a lot and I haven't really figured out what I'm going to do with it, but it goes back to this idea of like, Oh, your Facebook feed is so noisy just Mm -hmm. with normal stuff, let alone the, the ads and everyone else talking about their stuff. Like, how are you, for lack of a better word, how are you getting people's attention? And not in an annoying way, but like, how are you going to do things differently so that people recognize what the hell you're doing? And I tried something this, this time uh, for a Costa Rica retreat. I did a wait list, which I normally do, and I would normally send an email. I actually got everyone's um, address and mailed them a beautiful invitation like you would get for a wedding in the mail and a postcard. And you know, I had, I have 14 spots. I had one person register the early bird, but several people have reached out to me and they said, Oh my God, this invitation was so nice. It was so nice to get this in the mail and not, you know, among all my junk mail. And I haven't figured out all the pieces yet, but I really want to come. Imagine how much that stands out. And you know what? It took more work. I'm going to be honest. Like we didn't have everyone's email. Like I thought about this after the wait list was built, of course. So my, my assistant had to email people for their address, which was fine. Everyone gave their address. Who doesn't want to get something in the mail? Fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not, they know me well enough. I'm not going to be like spamming their thing. But it took a little more time. We had to get something printed and we needed to get the addresses and get it sent out. But I think it made a really big impact on people. Well, our Facebook news feeds, like you said, they're just, they're full, they're noisy. The only thing that we get these days in our mailbox is some bills. Yeah. We don't get anything else. The cut through for that is huge. Well, and I want to ask you, because you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. I was a school teacher for 15 years Mm -hmm. and now I'm a business owner for five years. So I'm a career switcher. Um, (laughs) But back in the day, did you use mail? 
Absolutely. Like it's probably a thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I just uh, told this story to someone the other day. So we used to print out everyone's uh, envelope separately. We used to photocopy all the the flyers that were going out. We used to have maybe you know three four thousand of them, and we would sit there and fold them all by hand, put them in the envelopes one by one, put the stamps on. Now we had three children, and every time they saw the big boxes of envelopes coming home, they would run because they knew <laughs> that for the rest of the night we would be stuffing envelopes, and you know they would all have to be counted into bundles of fifty and. You put a rubber band around them to go to the post office, but that was what—that's what we did. And I think that you know, online has given us so many opportunities, but it's also made people a little bit lazy and not not thinking or not like you say, putting in the time because it does take time. But yeah. it's an investment of time. And how are you going to invest your time to get the maximum return on that mm-hmm. investment? Yeah, and I know people. It's like you said earlier. They, you know, my retreat, it's a high-end luxury retreat. It's $5,000, uh, $5,500. She said, you know what? This postcard is sitting on my desk right at my computer and I'm looking at it every day and I go in there and I am excited to go do sales and marketing because I want to be there this year. An email wouldn't have done that. It would no. have been deleted. Probably so, not even seen. <laughs> yeah, right? So, I saw a stat the other day that was saying that if... There was a telephone exchange taking the same amount of calls as we get inboxes in our inbox every day. We would be the size of a, a small a, a country town, uh, you know, like a small size country town every single day. So I think it's worth thinking about. I mean, digital is great, but what else can you be doing? The other thing, um, you know, we're talking content personality. I've started using Loom, L-O-O-M. And I send a personal video invitation to people. Tomorrow, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm in the middle of enrollment for, for my academy. I've got 20 people. It takes me about one and a half minutes a person to get on the video, record it and say, hey, Samantha, I've been thinking about you. As you know, well, maybe you don't know. Um, we have this, the Content Strategy Academy is opening. And I would really love to work with you this year. Have you thought about coming to the academy and working with me for a year to build your thought leader brand? Those videos are raved about. And I'll tell you why. I say their name at the beginning and they know it has not been shared one video many times. And it's in my content personality. And I've had people that have said, you know, no, now it's not the right time. But they always say, your video made me feel so seen. So how can we use our content personality and differentiate ourselves in our marketing so we're not looking and sounding like everyone else absolutely (laughs) hands in the air for that absolutely so you have talked quite a lot about the content personality quiz how can people go and and do this quiz so that they can implement what we've talked about today yeah they can go to my website www.m as in mary shannonhernandez.com right there on the home page you'll see a big wheel You can just take the quiz and um, I would love to hear your results. You know, it says, here's your results. Hit reply. Let me know what you found out. Please hit reply. I do answer. (laughs) (laughs) I do answer those emails actually personally. So I would love to know what your results are and how you're going to use them. 
Beautiful. And of course, we'll link that quiz up in the show notes. So you don't even need to remember it. Just go to the show notes page, click on the link for the quiz and you can do it for yourself and implement what we've talked about today. But Shannon, thank you so much for sharing what you have. I've loved chatting with you. I love the, the way that you do things. Obviously, we're very aligned. That's how we came to be in each other's worlds. And uh, thank you for sharing all your value today. Yeah, thank you so much, Samantha. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders in a Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Business Lab.